Blog Talk Radio peeps out there. This is Oral Lingus with Timber Dalton. And I'm Timber Dalton. Intelligent but dirty. Describes the show and describes me, sort of. I'm not sure about the intelligent part, but definitely the dirty part. You have got the February 3rd, 2011. I have a major case of PMS show. It's going to be about, uh, we're going to be talking. <laughs> yeah, I know that was a little TMI, but hey, you guys know what I write, so what do you expect? Um, <laughs> Uh, we're going to be talking book promotions tonight, and uh, it's cold out there if you're anywhere but here, and I'm here in, well, currently dark, sunny southwest Florida. Um, let's see, in the chat room, we've got Icy Dorian and Jillian and Sherry and my hubby, and Sherry's talking about her dog. The poor thing doesn't understand snow as tall as him. Well, I can relate to that, Sherry, because I don't understand snow as tall as me because I'm a Florida native, so I don't understand snow either, so I don't blame the poor dog. If anybody wants to call in tonight, I'm going to switch for it. I give Hubby the night off. He's sitting, hanging out there in the chat room. Y'all can chat with him. Call in number tonight, 310-861-2348. You can also email me. Timber Dalton at gmail.com. That's Timber with a Y. Uh, if you do call in, make sure you turn your uh, speakers down on your computer. Those of you in the uh, chat room are actually a couple of seconds lag. So if you've got the thing up and you're listening live and you call in, it's going to sound really weird. You know, like if you call on a radio station, they say, turn your radio down. Well, turn your radio down. That's why, because there's a, a time lag, and it has nothing to do with FCC regulations, because you can say whatever four-letter words you want to on this show. It just has to do with the software that Blog Talk Radio uses. Um, you can find my uh, show at uh, blogtalkradio.com backslash Timber Dalton. And you got all the old episodes there. You can go back and download them. Um, you can, there's an iTunes uh, icon there that you can click on. You can get them through iTunes. You can get them on. Doesn't have to be, you know, iPod. It can be whatever you got. Uh, so you can listen to the old ones if you miss them. If you can't be here, I've been kind of absent here the past couple of weeks. But it's been. Uh, what are you saying? No, we can't. You can't do what, Jillian? If, for those of you who are listening to this after the fact, we have a live chat room that comes up, and I'm back and forth multitasking between talking to y'all and. Listening to the okay, I'm trying to figure out what they're saying in the chat room right now, and and between talking and reading what's going on in the chat room at the same time. So of course there's the time lag in the chat room, so I'm going to be bouncing all over the place. And since I have PMS and I'm got t- oh cuss, okay, yeah, yeah, you can you can cuss Jillian if you want to. What say fuck? Well, yeah, okay, fuck, 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 fuck. How's that? <laughs> Jillian's probably gonna wet her pants laughing. Yeah, I can cuss. This is a week week. You can say whatever you want to on this show. This is this show has a mature rating. I mean, we were talking about BDSM a few episodes ago, so believe me, honey, we can say whatever we want to on this show. Um, 
Yeah, I know. What what does this have to do with book promotions? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's it's been a, a really strange few Oh, you can't do it in the chat room. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. See, I get it now. You can't swear in the chat room. Oh, they got filters in the chat room. Ah. So I can do all the swearing and y'all can't. Well, type the letters backwards. Type the words backwards. And you should be able to swear backwards <laughs> in the chat room. They're, they can't swear in the chat room. <laughs> I get it. Um yeah, my uh, my son had to have surgery in January, so took a couple of weeks off there. Um, yeah, chocolate is helping the PDS situation. Yes, I have chocolate. Yes, I have lots of chocolate. I have Mounds bars. So, yay, I have Mounds bars. Um, <laughs> they are trying to swear in the chat room. They're still trying to swear. They can't. <laughs> oh, poor guys. You can't, my, poor, my poor peeps can't swear in the chat room. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now they're going to make up words. Well, poppycock's not a made-up word, but they're going to have to go to older older swear words. Ah, cheese and rice. There you go. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm easily distracted tonight. Uh, Dorian's asking how my son's doing. My son's doing good. He's healing up well. He's actually up with his father, staying there because, uh, quite frankly, you know, my kid is, is 15, and he's like 6'1 now, and I just – he's as big as me, and I, I just physically cannot – you know, move him around because normally he's in a wheelchair anyway. So, you know, my he's just at my ex-husband's and he's, you know, living there and he'll come visit again once he's able to be mobile. But right now, because he had spinal fusion, he's got rods in his back. And so he's doing good. He's upset that he can't move around and do sports, but he's getting lots of Wii game time in. So he can really kick ass in bowling. Let me tell you what, that kick and bowl like nobody's business right now. So... Yeah, he kicked our butts at uh, bowling. Um, oh, man. So we're going to talk uh, book promotion tonight because what happened was is I had a uh, a blog rant, as I am want to do, because somebody posted. They, I, here's the thing. In Facebook, when Facebook first started, of course, they limit. They didn't really have the fan pages. They had groups. And, of course, Facebook is not you know, the most well-organized machine, in my opinion. Um, and I I had the regular page. And, of course, I had it set back then. You know, I had it set, you know, 18 years over only. And I was, you know, I had both friends and a little bit of family. And I had, you know, writers and fans and everybody hitting it all at once. And now I've noticed this trend in the recent couple of months. It's like I'm getting tons of friend requests. I mean, I'm and not that I'm complaining about that but it's like i'd go from maybe one or two a day to like 20 or 30 a day but it's like holy crap where what the hell and i finally realized a lot of it is authors it's not so much i mean i'm sure some of them may be fans or readers but a lot of them are you know authors that are trying to network and trying to build up their own, right? Because it's like, you see, I, I would automatically, I used to be, I would automatically add some, if it's, oh, you got, you know, 300 or 800 or 1,000 friends in common. Well, okay, you know, what the hell, I'll add them. But then it's like there was this trend of I would add them as a friend, accept the friend request, and all of a sudden they'd hit my page and say, oh, thanks for adding me. Here, read my book, read my blog, da-da-da-da-da, boom. And they post basically spam my Facebook wall. Now, for those of you who don't understand what spamming a Facebook wall is, 
Okay, imagine that somebody moved in across the street from you. And they walked over and they introduced themselves. Hi, I'm Joe Blow. I'm the new optometrist in town. Oh, hi, nice to meet you. And then without even asking you, they slap a huge sign on the side of your house advertising their optometry shop. Now, that would tend to piss off most rational people, wouldn't it? I mean, somebody just did that. What the hell? Okay, basically, that's what spamming a Facebook wall is. Now, spamming a Facebook wall is not saying, hi, thanks for the ad, hi, nice to meet you, you know, posting, you know, a little funny or something. Spamming is when you go to somebody's wall and without their permission, you're posting a link to something about you, your book, your blog, your website, your contest, whatever. Now, it starts getting iffy if it's like a cause, like, okay, hey, I'm walking for, you know, for the cure. Can you support me, da, 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 da. That's starting to get into gray territory, but frankly, it's good form to ask first for something like that. If it's purely social and it's just, and it's like, hi, how you doing? Here's a joke. Here's a what? You know, that's one thing. And even then, you know, you got to be careful with that. And I know with the apps, like, I mean, the apps are getting out of control that Facebook has. They need to do something different with the apps because it's like I'm at the point, I know a lot of other writers are the same way. I just have to block apps, which kind of sucks in a way, but I just, I get inundated with them. I don't get any feeds. I get nothing but app feeds if I don't, if I don't block apps. So it's not that I'm trying to be rude and not join your apps or anything when you, if you hit me up with an app, but it's just, I get so many of them. I have to block them because I can't, I can't deal with them. And I'm not the only writer that's like that. And so I posted a blog post the other day on my um, leslierichardson.blogspot.com, you know, the Tales from the Snark Side blog about, you know, don't treat Facebook like a $2 whore, which is basically what a lot of writers are doing. And it's and the trend is, because see, MySpace is a little bit different. MySpace had the comments thing, and everybody would always post these little things. Well, I think what happened is a lot of people are coming to Facebook from MySpace, and they, they're doing what they do over on MySpace. And they're posting these things, hi, you know, nice to meet you, da 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 and they post their little spam thingy. Wrong. It's wrong, and it's going to get you blocked. And actually, it kind of used to piss me off over on MySpace, too. I, I do actually still have MySpace pages. I have a, a Mad Mumbler MySpace page, which is my Leslie Richardson. And I also have a Timber Dalton MySpace page, which, of course, does Timber Dalton. Um, but I really don't do anything with either of those accounts right now because I just honestly don't have time. There's just only so much you can do. Jillian uh, says, damn, can I, treat it, can I treat Facebook like a $1 whore? Yeah, sure, if you want to, go ahead. Uh, okay, so for those of you who are wanting to promote your book, hi, Lisa, I see you there in the chat room, I should say. Hi, hi, Lisa. For those of you who are wanting to promote your book or whatever it is on Facebook. And this is not just for authors, but for anybody, but especially for authors. Okay. It, you have to promote on your page. And I strongly suggest using a fan page. Now I heard, had somebody write back to me saying, well, I don't, you know, I, I don't feel that makes me feel narcissistic if I set the fan page. Okay. They call it a fan page. That's just what it's called. They could call it an engine block. I mean, it's just a page. It's it's a web page. 
you set it up. That way you can set up one for your pen name. Now keep in mind when you set up a fan page, and I've learned this the hard way, you cannot change the name once you set it up, which I don't understand Facebook's logic on this because it's a simple, probably a database query they could write. I don't understand why you can't change the name, but you can't. Like me, I have the Leslie Richardson page, which is also my Timber Dalton page. And one of these days I'll get around doing a Timber Dalton page. But right now everything just funnels through that one page. It's as if I don't have enough to keep track of right now. Of course, I, do, I have too much to keep track of right now. Um, Dorian says, I have a minion page. Actually, Gidget has a minion page. My dog, she has, has a minion page. You know, it's uh, Jedi Gigi. She's trying to dominate the world. <coughs> Excuse me, didn't mean to cough in y'all's ear. Yeah, that's something else I had to deal with today, too. I, all four dogs to the vet, so that was interesting. Can you tell what I spent my quarterly royalty payment on? Yeah, I spent on my dogs, <laughs> on the bad bills. Um, <laughs> so, back to topic here um, on self-promotions on Facebook. It's extremely bad form to do self-promotions on other people's pages. Knock it off. It really is. Now, here's the thing. If you use... Oh, Michael's in the chat room. Hey, Michael. Um, yay, Michael. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Michael is one of our regulars in the chat room. Michael is uh, defending our country from all the baddies out there, and he is currently overseas. He was shipped out and... So for those of you who happen to drop in and get to see Michael every so often, Michael is one of our buddies. Yay! So, Mikey, nice to see you there, dude. Um, again, back to topic. Um, so don't go on to somebody else's and, and, again, it's not just Facebook. Facebook, blog pages, comment lines, websites, even MySpace, even though, yeah, that's kind of become the – de rigueur over at, at MySpace on how you do things, it's still kind of rude. You don't promo on somebody else's page unless you've been invited to do it. Now, I'm not talking, okay, so-and-so invited you to do a blog interview. That's different. Now, you're getting an iffy territory like in a comment, say you comment on somebody else's blog. Well, a lot of times there's a place you can put a link to your website. That's fine. Then automatically, if they hover over your name, it links to whatever your website is. Now, if you also put a regular link in as like a tagline in your comment, that's starting to get kind of iffy. Some people don't mind it. Some people think it's rude. Some people just flat out delete it. You have to be careful. You don't want to shit in other people's houses. It's just rude. There's plenty, plenty, plenty of promotion ideas out there. And Facebook is where I'm seeing the worst problem right now, currently. Um, you need to set up a Facebook, and I address this in my blog post, you need to set up a Facebook page, but direct people to your fan page. The reason I say this is because Facebook, and unless they've changed it, you're limited to 5,000 fans. Now, here's the thing. Unless you're using a totally different pen name and you don't you know you have a private one that you keep private just for friends and family you need to keep in mind that not everybody that is in your quote unquote real life is going to want to be associated with your writing life especially if you're writing things like i write you know erotica bdsm menage you know male male stories uh, a lot of people don't want that i've had people who are actually friends of mine apologize but 
they had to unfriend me because they were afraid that some of my stuff would show up on their feed if I, like, you know, commented on their page or they commented on my page and somebody followed them or whatever because of the book covers. And it didn't bother them, but they were afraid some of their friends or family or young relatives might, you know, that might be a problem. And I can understand that. That doesn't, you know, I don't have a problem with that. So I actually did create a totally private one that I only have for friends, family, people that I know. And if anybody hits it and want, and if I don't know them, I don't approve it. I won't do it. Um, I actually have a note on there saying, if you're looking for my writing page, go to directing them to my fan page. Make sure all your Facebook links direct to your fan page, not to your um, regular page. Now, also make sure you check that fan page several times a day um, because the feed shows up a little differently than it does in your activity stream. So make sure you check that. Because, see, here's the thing. I've seen a couple of different writers where, you know, they hit the 5,000 limit and that was it. You know, they had to, like, do another account. So the fan book or the fan page is really a good, valuable tool for you to use. You've got discussion boards. See, you've got things like discussion boards on there. You can hook your blog to it so that, like, say, you know, with the um, – I think it's the, the network blog or whatever it's called. When you post like on Blogger, when I post a Blogger, the feed automatically shows up both on my regular profile page and it shows up on my fan page. So I'm getting bang for my buck. Now here's another thing, Amazon. People go into Amazon and they'll do the same thing. Somebody say, oh, I'm looking for a Victorian story about vampires that like to crochet doilies. Well, invariably, you'll have a ton of people jump in saying, hey, maybe you'll like my book. It's a it's a neo-modernistic thing about werewolves in space, and, and you know, they hate crochet, but, hey, maybe you'll like it. Any okay, no, <laughs> you don't do that. If you know of a book that fits it, then pimp the book, somebody else's book. Now, you're going to say, well, Leslie, Timber, you know, why are you saying pimp somebody else's book? Because... If you jump into the Amazon discussion forum pool, you are immediately surrounded by Piranha, who the second you bleed blatant self-promotion are going to attack you, and they are going to take you right down to the bare skeleton, just like in those horror movies. And you're going to wish you'd never been born. And I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen to unsuspecting writers who I just sit there going, oh, dude, bad move, bad move, bad move. You cannot spam those boards. Now, it's different if they say, okay, I'm looking for book X, and your book is book X. And you go, but here's how you do it. You go, well, yeah, I know book YZ, ABC by authors, you know, whoever, and you might want to try my book because it also kind of fits what you're looking for. So not only are you helping spread the love with some of your fellow authors, which, you know, if they happen to be with your same publishing house, they're going to like that. Spread the love. Hell yeah. You know, you cannot put out every book out there. It's See, there's this, there's this insane notion that writers are in competition against each other. Okay. Mostly that is wrong. You're in competition for dollars, yes. But I am not in competition against Maya Banks. I am not in competition against Lorelei. I am not in competition against, you know, people, you know, that I write with as hard. I'm not in competition with people at my other publishing houses. 
I am in competition against myself. I'm competition for dollars. But the thing is here is a reader that likes me and likes, say, okay, I'm, like, I'm pulling Lorelei out of my hat, uh, you know, just just for an example. Somebody that likes me and Lorelei might not like a different writer that I happen to love. Somebody that likes Lorelei and another writer might hate me. That's okay. Nobody's going to like every single book written out there. There are going to be people that don't like every book that you write. They might like some of your books. They might hate others. I've had that. And you know what? It's okay. It doesn't matter. You need to act professionally and you need to act respectfully. You don't trash other writers. You don't trash publishers, at least not publicly. Um, <laughs> I'm actually at the point where I am afraid to do reviews unless I know it's going to be a glowing review because I'm afraid that people are going to jump on me going, oh, you're just jealous, da 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 No, that's my honest opinion. But, you know, so you'll say, well, you could, you know, do sock puppet accounts and do it that way. Well, I really don't like doing that either, you know, because to me that's not honest. I might as well just keep my mouth shut. Um, you know, I, I love a good review, but I understand not everybody's going to like my work, and that's fine. That's cool because there's a lot of stuff out there that are bestsellers that I can't stand. There's stuff out there that I love that other people can't stand. You know, it, everybody is different. Okay, so you have to share the love. It makes you a classy writer to do that. People go, hey, that's pretty cool. They're not just pimping their own shit. The less you pimp your own stuff, here's the key. You want visibility. Okay, you want visibility. Visibility does not equal pimping your shit. Now, there's going to be people going, um, what does that mean? Well, here's what that means. You need to be visible. It's okay like to have a link to your website, or it's okay people know you're a writer, but talk. Let people get to know you. If they make a connection with you as a writer, as a person, not just somebody pimping their shit, people are going to go, well, what's this person about? Let me go check them out. Oh, that's pretty cool. But if you turn them off, with self-promotion and by pimping your shit, you've lost them. They Not only will they not read you, they will talk bad about you up one side and down the other. You know, they always say that, that word of mouth is the best advertising. Well, it can also be the fastest way to sink your writing career. And I've seen writers implode and do this. And another good point brought up in the... Um, in the chat room by Dorian is you never do not attack bad reviews on Amazon or anywhere. I made the mistake of trying to defend um, the reluctant dom against what I thought was an unfair review. I wasn't criticizing the review itself. I was criticizing the fact that some of the facts brought up in the review were inaccurate, were, were literally inaccurate about the book, the way that they were portrayed. There were things that was, you know, taken totally out of context deliberately. The reviewer basically lied and said things that weren't even in the book you know, things like that. That's what I was defending. I was not defending the fact that the reviewer didn't like the book. I could have cared less about that. I just wanted factual issues corrected. You don't even do that. Learn that the hard way because you will be jumped on and attacked. You don't go after bad reviews. You ignore them. Sherry Vidal in the chat room says, that author is making me not want to read their stuff anymore. 
Um, yeah, they're talking about uh, an author in the chat room. They haven't mentioned the author. Um, and even if they don't, I'm not going to say it on the air. But I've seen I've seen that happen too with authors, where authors just they just go batshit over a bad review and they try to defend it. Well, don't. All you're going to do is make yourself look bad, and you're going to further entrench a bad opinion about yourself, not only with that reader, but with other readers who go, what the hell is that author doing? And there was one author that I, this may be the same author that they're talking about that I know that spectacularly imploded. Yeah, no, Doreen, I know you, honey, I know you didn't mean me. <laughs> I know you didn't mean me. <laughs> um, but I, I do think that I know the author that they are talking about in the chat room. And she got a review, and she went totally batshit. And just, I mean, it was talked about in the blogosphere. The Romland, as they call it, is incredibly small in some ways. One author goes off the rails. Oh, honey, let me tell you what. Nobody lets you ever forget it. Ever. And you'll even lose respect for people who've never read your stuff for just because people that they respect say, I'm not reading that author because they went off the rails. I go, well, well then I'm probably not going to read them either. And, and it does happen because simply not so much because of the author, the books that they write, but because of the bad behavior. They don't like to reward bad behavior. So what happens if you get a bad review? Let's sidetrack here for a second. What if you get a bad review? You ignore it. You don't talk about it. You don't acknowledge it. You don't. You, you might rant about it, but rant about it after the fact later on, you know you know, a couple of months down the line, say, yeah, I got it. But don't say where you got the bad review at. Don't quote the review. Just ignore it. Sometimes you're going to get reviews that suck. Sometimes you're going to get bad reviews that the book they are critically bad of your book. Well, you know what? A lot of people didn't like the Edsel. They didn't like the Studebaker, you know? Yeah, there were intrinsic flaws in the cars, but there's some people that collect them today. You know, I mean, people have opinions. You got Ford people, you got Chevy people. You got Mercedes people, you got Porsche people. They just have opinions. You're not going to change their opinion. Now, you might get a bad review where you look at the review going, did this person even read my book? They're they're talking about stuff that's not even in my book. Now, that's a bad quality of review. There have been times where, like, character names have been either misspelled or just flat-out wrong. And now I have nicely, politely written to the review site and said, hi, this character name is wrong. I never challenge a review, ever. Do not, do not, do not, do not, ever, 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 ever challenge a review. If they spell your name wrong, if they spell the title wrong, if they spell the publisher wrong, if they spell character names wrong, yes, ask for a correction. Never ask for a re-review. You ain't going to get it. You know, and and not every reader is going to like your books. So what you do is when you notice, you know, some review sites are great. Some review sites suck. You're going to learn which review sites suck, and you're just going to learn to avoid them. Simple as that. I always tell people, when you get your first bad review of your career, you should frame it. Just enjoy it. People, I've seen people, they go, oh, my God, I, I I, don't want to, you know, oh, my God. What you need to do is you need to celebrate and go, wahoo, I got a bad review. Because you know what? It means you are a professional writer. You have made it. That's 
why you do that. you got to remember, you're a professional writer. You're going to get skewers sometimes. It's going to happen. So instead of sitting there going, oh, crap, you go, whoo. And believe it or not, pretty soon you're going to get to the point where you kind of learn to ignore reviews. You really do. Bad, good, indifferent. You just learn to basically ignore them because here's the truth. And I hate to say this, but I found this because this was told to me by one of my publishers when I was first starting. And I really kind of didn't believe him at first. Reviews, unless you spectacularly implode in a bad way, the average review usually only gives you a momentary spike in sales, if that. It's not very noticeable. Where you get your good spikes in sales is when you start developing – sorry, Jillian. <laughs> sorry, Jillian. Um, where you start getting your spikes in, review, in, in, in sales is when you start getting consistently well-reviewed over a long period of time where you start building a backlist, where you start building a reader base. This is where it's very important to have a good website that you update on a fairly regular basis and have a dedicated mailing list, newsletter, not a spammy kind of list, but just like a basically, you know, a, a Jillian, Jillian, Jillian's a reviewer. And keep listening to the lag. <laughs> um or was I? Yeah, I don't for Jillian. Is I? <laughs> um, you know, I kind of got lost on my track there. Thought there, you've got to build a presence. Now, you go to review site ABC, whatever. You get reviewed. You get average to good reviews from them. Most review sites have either a discussion forum and or mailing list, sometimes both, discussion list I'm talking about, start participating in their user forms. But don't participate just to pimp your book. Participate in other writer discussions, writers that you like. Like the first, and I'm never afraid to say this, the first Minaj book I read was Jen Cole's A Delicious Taboo Plus Two. And I'm not afraid to pimp that book out. It's published by Lucid. I am not afraid to pimp that book out because you know what? If I hadn't read that book, I never would have understood that. Because I, I bought her book based on, I saw her in a discussion in a Yahoo group email list. She posted the back cover blurb. And I'm thinking, now how the hell is she going to pull that off? And that's why I bought the book. I bought the book because I saw her in there. She was in a discussion with somebody else. It wasn't just her pimping the book. She was a part of and I can't remember if it was a lucid author discussion or if it was a general whatever. But I saw her in there participating in that. And I thought, okay, that's I got to I gotta buy that book just to find out how the hell she pulls this off. And it was great. I loved it. And I'm like, this is a genre? Seriously? Oh, wow. Cool. Okay. And I even in in Jen and I are friends day we actually are published through um one of the same publishers. And she's great. I I love emailing with her. But you know what? There are so many authors that I hear they say, Well, you know, it's pretty cutthroat out there. Well, yeah, maybe it was cutthroat back in the days of traditional publishing where 
you had to compete pretty hard for those very limited publishing slots. But you know what? Publishers aren't only limiting their releases for now. The, the independent publishers, the e-publishers, are basically, if they can get their editors to get the books done and out the door, they'll publish them. You know, it's just a matter of not necessarily having enough editors on staff. There is no, well, we don't have enough in our budget to publish this one. They're like, bring it on. If it's going to sell, we'll put it out there. You know, so it's a whole different day than it used to be. There is no reason for writers to be backbiting each other. Support each other. Pimp each other out. Help each other because you know what? Just because you help, you know, Susie Blow over there sell her book, most likely she's going to turn around and help you sell yours. And the readers are going to look at y'all and go, damn, that's pretty classy. They're helping each other out. And you know what? You're going to make some friends because you need somebody to kvetch to. When you get that bad review, you can whine to them an email going, oh, my God, did you see that review I got? Oh, my God. And, you know, that's who you you kvetch to is, your, you know, privately to your friends, which a fellow writer is going to understand that. You know, but Amazon, getting back to the Amazon discussion, I mean, I've seen writers totally trashed by readers in Amazon. You can't go pimping your books anywhere. You need to, if you write a, you know, a male male historical, then you, you don't be going putting it in the Christian romance section. You don't go spamming the boards about it. You let, you participate. You participate in non-pimping kind of discussions, and by pimping, I mean pimping your shit. You know, you're trying to sell your book. You need to participate so people get to know you. Now, um, let's see, 1030, so we're doing pretty good here. Um, before I get started on another rant, <laughs> you're listening to Oralingus, the PMS edition, uh, with Timber Dalton, Intelligent But Dirty, on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, it's uh, blogtalkradio.com backslash Timber Dalton. That's Timber with a Y. You can email me at TimberDalton at gmail.com. Um, you can give me a call if you want to. It's uh, 310-861-2348. So, oh, yeah, Mikey's back. Mikey was here, and then he was gone, and now he's back. Yay. Um, okay, back to, to self-promotion. What works, what doesn't? Save your Dollars. I've seen so many writers go, oh my God, I need to, I need to, yeah, I saw this book promotion company, da, 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 da. Okay. You're just starting out. Save your dollars. Go to vistaprint.com and print you out some business cards. You can get matching flyers and matching, you know, banners and stuff like that. If you're going to spend money, do that. Because here's the thing, I'm not trying to put book promotion groups down. However, for the beginning writer, trust me, you will not see a return on your investment. You won't. You will not. You just won't. Why? Because you're going to be paying out money, and a lot of times you've got – yeah, that was a hint, Mikey. I'm glad you're back. <laughs> um, a lot of times these book promotion companies, yeah, they, they can help in some cases, but if you write a, your first book and you only sell a couple of copies of it the first few months, you're not going to get a return on your investment. And it is not uncommon for a first-time author 
if you're not writing hot erotica, you might not sell many copies at first. You might go months selling single-digit copies. Now then, there's some people going, well, then you need a new publisher, da-da-da-da-da. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. In the self-publish, in the the in, excuse me, the indie publishing world, hot sells. The hotter sells the best because that's where the industry really got its first foothold was in erotica stuff that traditional publishers wouldn't touch. Now traditional publishers, of course, are going after that, trying to make money. So hot is starting to become more streamlined. I mean, again, Laura Lay. I mean, that's just for starters. I mean, look at some what she writes. You know, I mean, you're seeing her stuff in Books a Million and everything now. Um, hotter is what is going to sell. Now then, I'm not saying that just because you write something that's not hot that you should give up. I'm not saying that at all. But if you think you're going to write something and, yeah, it might be a really good book, but if it's not hot, if it's not romance, if it's not erotica, it's going to take a while for you to build up steam. And you shelling out a couple hundred bucks, uh, whatever, to a book promotion company, it's not going to get you your money back any sooner. It's just not. Because if you're a new author and you're not writing hot, it's not going to sell at first. Now, then the longer it's out, the more reviews you get it'll start picking up steam. And even some romance and erotica authors, it takes time to build a name. But usually right out of the gate, if you have something that's hot, it's going to sell more than something that's not quite as hot. And I know this for a fact because some of my books, like my Brimstone Vampire series, they don't sell a fraction as well as my Timber Dalton stuff because they're not as hot. They're not menage. They're more mainstream. Yeah, they're paranormal romance. They're borderline erotica. They're more romance, you know, kind of hot romance. They're not really erotica. So they don't sell nearly the copies of something Timber Dalton writes sells. So I speak from experience here. Now, it's like my uh, my book, Out of the Darkness, that I wrote is Leslie Richardson. It won a EPIC award for horror 2010. I personally think it's a great book. It took me a long time to write. I started writing that when I was in high school. I finally finished it. You know, it was, it was a book of love. I mean, it, it, for me, it was a book from the heart. Yeah, it's got a romance story in it. Yeah, I could spice up a little bit, put some more heat in it if I wanted to. It's mostly a horror paranormal thrill. It's kind of Stephen Kingish, But the numbers on it, it's an award winner. Hardly sold anything. You know, so it's just one of those things that as a writer you have to learn – you're going to have to get a return on your investment. And your return on your investment isn't going to be putting a ton, a ton, a ton of money into an outside company to do stuff that you can do. Now then, once you've got 20, 30 books to your name and you don't have time to do it and you're consistently making the money that you can afford to it, sure, go for it. Because that's going to make you more money in the long run because you can spend that time writing. But here's the thing. A lot of people don't like seeing promos from book promotion companies. They want to see promotions from the authors. 
They want to get to know the author. The most effective promotions you can do is to put a face, so to speak, to your name, a personality. They want to go, oh, yeah, I remember I heard her talking about her dog in that in the, on that email list that we were on the other day. Oh, yeah, I remember her. Yeah, maybe I should go check her out. Or, yeah, I remember she was talking about her husband was having car trouble the other day. You know, it kind of, you know, that they need to know you as a person. And you can throw as much money as you want to at a reader to buy your book. But isn't that kind of silly that you're spending money for somebody to give you money? I mean, think about that for a minute. Think about how much money you're going to be putting out to get money back. So what is your long-term investment best spent? Putting in some sweat equity now and building a readership that's going to be faithful to you for the most part because they like, you know, most of what you write and, you know, become an auto-buy in their mind because they like you? Or would you rather throw money at a third-party company that is not going to be able to help you build that brand? To be a good, successful independent author to stand out in the crowd you have to build a brand you have to learn how to do your own website and i'm not saying web coding from scratch here's what i'm saying you need to be able to update that content yourself you need to be able to go in there when you're doing something you need to be able to update that content like that this is why i always tell people if you can't code a website to save your life go to blogger get your blogger page get your earl and have the URL point to your your domain name point to your blogger page. If you have to buy a blogger template and pay somebody to install it for you, fine. Everybody can update blogger themselves. I mean, if you can't update blogger yourself, you have no business being a writer because you can't operate a word processor. I mean, it's that easy to do blogger. It really is. It should take you all of an hour to learn how to do it. So what you need to do is go in and update on a regular basis. And you don't just talk about your books and stuff. You talk about your life. I mean, look at some of the stuff I've posted, you know, talking about my fibromyalgia and stuff. And I'm not doing that as just a tactic. I mean, I'm doing it because, you know what, this is who I am. I am not just, you know, Leslie Richardson slash Timber Dalton slash Tessa Monroe slash Macy Largo. I am Leslie, the wife, the mom, the doggy owner, the woman going through fibromyalgia, the woman who hates getting up in the freaking morning, the woman who loves the Big Bang Theory, the woman who rants her head off about things. Now, here's a caveat. Try to stay away from religion, or I should say religiously hot topics, unless that's where your brand lies, unless you're you know, Glenn Becker or somebody. And try to avoid politics. Now, I am very bad about the latter, although I have talked about being a pagan. I'm openly pagan. Um, I make no apologies for that. That's who I am. But I do try to stay away from religious talk. I mean, from excuse me, from political topics, simply because there are so many various thing, you know, opinions out there. It is such a hot button issue right now. I mean, yes, sometimes things will get to me, and I'll finally just, excuse me. Oh, I didn't mean to yawn, y'all. Here, there. I mean, sometimes things will get to me to the point where I'm just like, Mah! and I just have to kind of do a little rant. Or I'm gonna pop, but yeah, I have split personalities, all right. Yeah, um, you know, people need to get to know you. 
the infallible. One of my the favorite authors I love to follow, Diana Duncan on Facebook. I love following her stuff. She posts, she calls them the visual aids or whatever. And she's a hoot. She posts these sexy man pics. God, honey, these these are hot pics. But she also posts about her books. She posts about her family stuff. She posts a, a wide variety of things. I love that. I love seeing her life, not just buy my book, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. Because you know what? I hear buy my book enough times, I'm going to tune it out. I'm going to tune it out. I like hearing about other stuff, you know? And I I like sharing. So I figure, well, if people don't, this is who I am. I am not going to put on some fakey, you know, act about who I am just to try to get to sell books. I mean, that's, that doesn't do me or y'all any good. I mean, this is who I am, words and all. You know, I'm I'm sometimes bitchy. I'm sometimes I'm a Taurus. I'm always stubborn. Um, <laughs> I like the dog torturing pictures you put up. Yeah, for those of you who had dog torturing pictures, we uh, our littlest dog Gidget. She's like a Chihuahua Terrier mix of some sort. We put reindeer antlers on her for Christmas. We got doggy reindeer antlers. I got this picture of her sitting in my husband's lap, and that poor dog looks so miserable. Uh, I called it the dog torturing pictures. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, there's readers need to get to know you. The best promotion you can do for yourself is don't worry about getting all fancy. Don't worry about bells and whistles and this and that. You need to keep it simple. Who are you? And before you start promoting yourself, you need to know that. Who am I? Well, obviously, some of us are hamstrung by, like, if you've got, you know, in-laws or an ex or something that you, you're afraid of your job or whatever that you know you can't let people know what you do. Okay, that's fine. There are still ways of talking about yourself and family stuff and still keeping some of it, you know, you, you can keep it so that you're not letting people know, you know, your your you know, your secret identity. And you can still make yourself a real person to your readers. They don't need to know that that's, you know, a fake ID. They don't need to know that. They just need to think that that, that that they're getting to know you, you know. And Dorian makes a good point. Get out to conventions and book signings and talk to people. Sometimes this is practical. Sometimes it's not just because of financial issues, and that's fine, too. But, yeah, if you have an opportunity to do book signings, book fairs, conventions, if you do um, anything, if you write in the paranormal genres, like there's Dragon Con and, and was it Atlanta, I think, every year. Um, they have a big one in Tampa every year around Halloween called um, Necronomicon. You know, those are good venues, too, if you're writing, you know, anything in a paranormal or sci-fi kind of genre. Um, you know, explore those options. You know, it's – so you need to you need to build your brand. And I've talked about this a lot. And, and a lot of marketing companies will tell you this. You have to build your brand. Your brand is you. You're selling yourself. You're not just selling a book. See, that's where, where people go, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. No. You need to sell yourself. If you sell yourself, people are going to buy your books. And that's what a lot of authors miss. They, you need to sell yourself. And you can't sell yourself with a book promotion company because they're not getting to know you. They're It's a book promotion company. You need to sell yourself. And again, nothing against book promotion companies. And I'm sure I'm going to probably have people complain, why are you saying that? Yeah, I used a book promotion company. It worked great. Well, that's fine. They have their purpose. They are a tool. 
But I think too many writers lose sight of the fact that when you sell a book, it's something you wrote. This book, I mean, you literally pooped this thing out of your ass. Okay, this is your egg that you laid. This, you're the goose, and that's your golden egg. Okay? So you are selling a product of you. You're not out there selling widgets that you've made. You're selling something that came from you, came from your imagination. It's a part of you. This is an it is a intangible made tangible. And I think a lot of newbie writers either don't know that or they lose sight of that very quickly. And I know I did. I'm not saying I'm I'm any less guilty of this than anybody else either. You know, I did the same thing at first. I was I mean, I didn't I didn't hire people to do my stuff for me, but it's like in the very beginning I was worried about, oh, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book, you know, and it's like I quickly realized no, but you know, they want to get to know you. If they get to know you, the rest will fall into place. And that's what you have to do. And you're not going to sell yourself by pimping yourself on somebody's Facebook page or MySpace page or whatever. How you get to do that is you make friends with people. You make friends with reviewers. You make friends with review sites. You do interviews. You do guest blogs. And you talk about things. And don't be afraid to make fun of yourself. I mean, good God, I talked about running out into the backyard screaming at a cat while I'm wearing a fuzzy pink bathrobe and hiking boots. Holy crap. I mean, I have no shame. I have I have no shame at this point. I mean, I am a mother. I have given birth to a child. I have no shame. You know, there's nothing you can do pretty much to embarrass me at this point. I mean, seriously, I am the mother of a 15-year-old, all right? I have four dogs, one of which is a bulldog that farts a lot. Okay, give me a break. I mean, it is really kind of hard to embarrass me now. I am one of those people, I am at that point where it's like, you know, you don't want to get into the embarrassment contest because it's going to get ugly by the time somebody finally yells uncle, okay? And it's probably not going to be me. Don't be afraid to show warts and all because you know what? Other people are going to go, damn, that's funny. And, you know, that's something else. You make people laugh. Make people laugh. Why not? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with poking fun at yourself? Okay, I got somebody on the line. Who's on that here? We're This is the industry call. We've only got two minutes left. Okay, let's see here. How do I? Uh, hello, you're on the air with Timber Dalton. Good evening from Afghanistan, darling. I am doing fine. I've just been enjoying the hell out of myself listening to you. It's, it's just been great. I mean, oh, man. I'm hoping uh, there's like hella lag right now, so it's like big time delay between talking and everything. But I won't yeah. try to keep you long. Okay, yeah, because we only have like we only got but, uh, like minutes left on the show. Oh my god, it's so good to talk to you, honey. Oh, you better be staying safe over there. If you got killed, I'm gonna come over there and hunt you down and hurt you. <laughs> you better. Oh stay yeah, safe. you know, it, I know. It, and it's funny because it's like the line to kick my ass if I get shot is so long I'm going to need a made a D. It's terrible. Well, then that means you just got to come home safe, honey, because you know Steph and I and Jillian, oh. and we're all going to hunt you down if you get hurt. <laughs> I, I know, I know. No, but um, I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm taking a little bit of time to, like, you know, actually get a couple of scribblings done, and I'm having a really good time with that. Good, good, good. And Yay. I don't know. And it's... 
And other than that, you know, just staying safe, you know, um, being with the guys and laughing and waiting to get back home. Yeah. Oh, man. Honey, I just I've been thinking about you every day and I am working on a care package for you. I gotta get it finished up and get it in the mail to you, but I've been thinking about you every day and lighting a candle for you. God you, you Oh thank you, darling. Stay safe over there, man. <laughs> I I will, I will. Um hopefully well, I know you first time, but I will hop on if um you have another show like later this um sometime next week, I will definitely get on a little earlier. So if nothing else, I can pick your brain because this whole writing thing, I don't know how the hell you guys do it. It's freaking physically exhausting. Yes, it is. But it's fun, isn't it? Isn't it fun when you get done? It's almost like having a good marathon sex session. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It's like, yes, I need a drink. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes you do. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. But... Love, I will um, talk to you guys later. Um, I'll pick on you on Facebook whenever and wherever possible. And you be safe, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks, sweetie. You too. You stay safe. Okay. I will, darling. Talk to you later. Bye, bye. <laughs> bye, bye. Oh, my God, folks. That was Michael. Yay. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Um, and we're down to uh, six minutes. A little voice in my ears telling me that the show's got six minutes left. Um, I'm so glad he was able to call in. Uh, that is awesome. And I've, Mike, Michael sent me some of his, his writing and he's good. He's good. I'm not going to tell y'all what it's about. Hopefully one day he'll, I'll be able to, to, to pimp him on, uh, on my show because it really is good. It's nice and hot and juicy. Let's just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> he's a good writer. Um, Okay, so I need to start getting this wrapped up because we are towards the end of the uh, of the show, and I didn't cover nearly half the topics I was planning on covering on because it's the, the PMS edition, so I'm a little off my game tonight. Um, I'm playing massive catch up too. If y'all have sent me an email, um, I am I apologize. I am extremely far behind uh, between my son and he was he was in the hospital for nine days early in January. Like I said, he's doing great, but then. My grandfather was in the hospital for the better part of a week because he had pneumonia and he was not telling anybody he was not feeling good. So, you know, my mom called me. She's like, yeah, your grandfather's in the hospital. Like, oh, great. So we, then I had to go help clean his house and stuff too because it turned out, oh, yeah, the house was gross and nobody told me that. So we got that, uh, you know, taken care of and everything. And so kind of spend as much time, you know, as we can going back and forth and stuff. So taking care of family stuff, you got to do that. Um, you know, just the bottom line is for tonight's show to sum it up, you know, don't do stuff you wouldn't want somebody doing to you. Don't lose sight of the fact that you're not selling a product. You're selling yourself because you're not selling a widget. You're selling a book, and a book is a product of something you've literally pooped out of your brain. Okay? So you need to keep that in mind. You need to sell yourself to readers. You need to get to know readers and let them get to know you. You know, that's what's important because readers are going to buy you. The rest will fall into place. And I know they say, well, how does that happen? It, trust me, it will because they say, well, you know, I really like her. Let me go buy her book. I've done that more times than I can count now. I've got a huge ask. To, I mean, okay, uh, you know, Sophie Oak, Chris Cook, um, just to name two, right off the top of my head that have been on this show, you know, I like their, you know, I like them, you know, and got their stuff as a result. You know, I learned that Rick Reed, I Rick R. Reed, 
And you can find him through my Facebook page if you've never heard of him. Rick R. Reed is how he writes. Sweet as can be. I actually got to meet him in person when my hubby and I went out west last year for vacation. Met up with him in Seattle and had lunch with him. I mean, what an adorable man. I mean, just absolutely just a sweetheart and a damn good writer. I mean, damn good. And I found his writing, getting to know him. And I mean, I, he's auto buy for me. I don't care what it is he writes. I'll buy his grocery list. I don't care. I love his stuff. And I love him. He's a great writer. But he's a great person. And that's what's important because, you know, you, you get to know somebody, you're going to buy their stuff because you like them, you know. So remember, you're pimping yourself. You're not pimping your books. Pimp yourself first and your books will sell. And make sure you do it respectfully. Don't do stuff that you wouldn't want done to you. Um, don't be so eager to try to sell that you forget sight of what's important. It, it's your readers and it's your relationship with your readers. Um like I said, for those of you, I apologize. I'm I'm behind. I'm catching up on emails. I haven't forgot you. I got emails back from like I found the other day that were like from like late November that I didn't realize I hadn't answered yet. I'm like, oh, holy crap! So I apologize if you sent me an email and you're waiting on me to to write you back. Um, the little voice in my ear is starting to scream at me that we're running out of time. So let me wrap this up here. Um, if you want to be on the show, if you're a writer. Or if you've got, even if you're not a writer, if you've got something else you want to talk about, if you've got like a nonprofit or, you know, you just, if there's a topic you want to cover even, like we did the BDSM topic, you know, if there's something you, know, you want to do, drop me an email, Timber Dalton, that's Timber with a Y, Timber Dalton at gmail.com, hit me up on Facebook, um, you know, hit me up through the Blog Talk Radio site here at blogtalkradio.com backslash Timber Dalton, um, you know, hit me up, send me an email and get you on, you know, it, I'm pretty open here, as you can see. I mean, we, we don't have a really tight uh, format that we follow. Um, so I'm going to start wrapping this up here. I uh, Stay tuned to the um, Blog Talk Radio site to find out when the next show is going to be scheduled. I don't have a schedule on that yet. I may have some stuff coming up here at the end of the month. I'm kind of hesitant to schedule stuff too far in advance because um, I've got uh, – I, I might be helping a friend move from Ohio. I hope – she knows who she is. Um, <laughs> if I'm lucky, I'm going to be helping her move. Um, so we got down to one minute. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. The show will be available for download, usually within five to ten minutes after the show's over. So those of you who have been listening live and you want to download it, and hear Mikey's sweet, sultry voice again. Uh, you so I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. Thanks for stopping by and listening. Thank you to all my pervy uh, little peeps in the uh, chat room. I appreciate it. Remember, you can uh, log on live to the show and you can join in the fun in the chat room. You can also download it after the fact and listen to your heart's content. Play it over and over again. Um, thanks for joining in. I appreciate it. Remember, it's TimberDalton.com uh, TimberDalton at gmail.com and all my links are there and thanks a lot. Appreciate it and uh, have a good one and uh, stay safe. Oh, and if you're out there in all that snow, man, I tell you what, stay safe. Have a good one. See ya.